What's up, everybody? Welcome to Tectonic Takes. I'm your usual host here, Favi. What's up? I'm here with the guy you already know. What's up, Sass? Welcome. What's up? What's up? Hey. Not much to talk about, but what's up? <laughs> yeah, you know, we're here on different coasts, and I appreciate the time. It's the late, late night over in Saz, you know, Saz yeah, land. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's 11.45, so. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, no problem, um, no problem. And thanks to all the fans, because, I mean, we're going to be able to put this out as quickly as possible. Hopefully, I was hoping it was going to be a fun game, you know, to talk about, and we'll put it out tomorrow. But you guys are probably not even going to listen to this, because it was a really boring game. Yeah, it, yeah. I actually, you know what, there is... There is someone I got to give a shout out to like right off the bat. I don't know their name, but uh, whoever the cameraman is for like NBCSN, they really took the heart and soul of the name, the earthquakes and decided that the entire live stream was going to be as if an earthquake was happening. I thought, I literally thought I had to keep checking my pulse mid game. I'm like, is there, is there a stroke happening? Like what's happening? The whole game was like, right. Right. <laughs> I don't know um, what their, their streams have been terrible all year. It's like actually sometimes they don't even stream. I gotta go like to a Spanish channel. To right, it. right. And the craziest thing about it is this is a professional sports team, right? This isn't a this is not even a college <laughs> yeah. team. So it's like yeah, or like a USL team. Yeah. Right, right. Um, yeah, NBC uh, Bay Area has unfortunately dropped the ball a lot of times on this. Um, and that's a local level. It's not really a national level because mm-hmm. this is the Bay Area team and. I've talked to Ted Ramey about this. Uh, I don't know if you know who Ted Ramey is, but he's the, the voice of KNBR for the San Jose Earthquakes. So he's with the, the usual kind of like the fat cats and radio and things like that. The reason yeah, they don't yeah. push soccer is because a lot of these guys in the Bay Area are the baby boomers, right? There are a lot of the 49er golden years and and like the Giants golden years and the Warriors even back yeah. in the 70s. So these guys don't really have an interest in new sports because they're in the older side of things. Um, and all the new all the new young people are moving to Austin, right? So it's it's yeah, definitely yeah. a situation where the quakes are always thrown to the, you know, the road, the side of the road, and we have to just deal with it for now. I, I don't remember what game it was, but it was like at the 12th minute, they just aired a commercial. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And it, like, and then it just like, it was like a eight minutes worth of commercial. And I'm like, okay, when they come back, like they'll just start the 12th minute. Maybe something went wrong. And then just jump to the 20th minute. I'm like, all right, well, cool no one scored i guess like oh, yeah, it was ridiculous. the the announcers uh anthony passarelli daniel slayton chris dangerfield even joe cannon last week they do the best of yeah. it right like they I do like their, them yeah right yeah. they do a great job i think personally um not being too much of homers and giving some insight um daniel slayton did a great job today i mean boring game but man they had yeah, some interesting yeah. things to say or joe cannon yeah, yeah, last yeah. week with asking questions Christian Espinoza was asking questions, so definitely something, yeah, yeah, yeah. something to look forward to. But um, let's go into the game. Um, first, first off, when you saw the lineup, Saz, what did you think? Um, I was really happy to see uh, Ibu Bise. Ibu, yeah, Ibu Bise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. calling him Jeremy. You call it Jabo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'm like, cool, that's exactly what I wanted. And then like yeah. when I looked at the lineup a second time and I saw Cal wasn't starting, I'm just like, Oh, we're gonna be in for uh, right. Be in for a night, like, because I, I was saying Jacob last week uh, on our episode, like, yeah, for, uh, the stuff. It was like I wanted to rest players. Mm. I feel like this was a game we could have done, but we both agreed that it was like a game that we can't go in rest a bunch of players because of now just because we won three games and then blow right. the game. But we just smart game management. We were expecting like a three goal win and like, yeah, yeah, that's just not what happened. 
do you remember when you guys were on the podcast last time I said, I'm not a really big fan of this move because it's going to take away Cade Cowell minutes and look yeah, what happened I, I two games happened. in. Yeah. 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 So, I, I didn't, I didn't think it happened. Yeah. I um, personally, and then I told myself, no, nah, maybe he's taking away Carlos Fierro's minutes, but no, he's taking away Cade Cowell's minutes. And when Cade yeah. came on, that dude looked so rusty. His first touch was the worst I've ever seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not a great game from Cade Cowell for me. Um, Je- uh, Jeremy Bobase did okay. I felt like it's the same problem that all the strikers have been having. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. where he just doesn't get the service that he needs. Unfortunately, Christian Espinosa went back to Christian Espinosa of this year, uh, yeah, just looking yeah. for this, I guess, cut in that he's never going to get. And then he switched sides and then tried it again. <laughs> so it was mm-hmm. like, and then we have Shay Di Maria Salinas on the other side, trying to go <laughs> through like three yeah, defenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes it works. And Credit to him. The last time we played Vancouver in MLS is back. It worked, right? So yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. he I thought mean, everything worked back then. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, what what did you think of the game overall? We're kind of we're kind of just going overall first, and then we'll go pin, yeah. pinpoint. You know, actually, you you brought up some points. Uh, I think I want to talk about the the first one, the striker problem. Yeah. I think this really does highlight our style of play. Just does not suit having maybe either one striker or a striker. Mm. And I think uh, Jeremy did good. Just like in his last uh, last week, I think he did good in his moments. Yeah. Where, like he received the ball, or it was Jeremy time. But yeah, you can still see he's not really gelling with the team quite yet, and mm. it's not quite his style of play. Like you can see how he could be, like how he can suit us in certain areas, but you can see how yeah. other areas it's just like, oh whoa, you guys play like really weird. And right. then to your Cal point, uh, actually to finish the striker point, like that kind of makes you feel for like Husin. And like yeah, these other guys we've had through the years where it's like, oh, they're not doing anything for us. So it's like, or once you go through four or five strikers, you're just kind of like, well, maybe it's the system. Yeah. Saz, let me tell you this right now. You know who he looked up? Like, let me tell you what he did good. All right. Then tell me who you thought he was. Oh, he was great <laughs> in the hold up play with his back towards goal. Oh, he, he hit the post. If he was just a little better or a little more lucky, he would have made that goal. It looks like he might be on a little bit of a goal drought, but his hold up play is great. What striker am I naming right now? Oh, I mean, that could be a lot of that. I mean, like for, for the quakes, for the quakes, think, who was someone oh, for the quakes? Like that older, sounds like or? that hasn't scored in a bit, but he he has great hold up play. He could switch the, the, the play in the field. Uh, oh, Rios. Exactly. Exactly. We're basically I hate yeah, to make we're just comparison, yeah, yeah. but this is probably the, the game that Jeremy Bobsy had today is the best Andy Rios has played. Like, let's say. <laughs> Let's say if Andy Rios was in that <laughs> position, it's like his peak. But Jeremy yeah, Bobasi yeah. played today is Andy Rios' peak. So well, so great hold up play, passed the ball great, but just couldn't get the final touch in the final third. And and that's mm-hmm. looks like we've had a nine hundred thousand yeah, dollar striker yeah. the whole time. Yeah. It, well, uh, Jacob and I agree that Rios is better at an attacking mid position. I agree too. I agree with that. Um, but to your cal point, I, I agree and I disagree. Mm. I agree about the the touch being bad, especially when he first came on. And I, I think that happens a lot when he comes on as a sub. Like, it yeah. takes him a minute or two to get in the game. So, I, yeah. I've, I've gotten used to that at this point. Every time he's come on as a sub, it's never been an immediate impact. He needs at least, like, five, ten minutes. Mm. I will say, though, it's like he just changes the game right. by being in there. Like, it is an outlet every time. Like, I, was la- I literally was laughing to myself because there's got to be times where he's just thinking to himself, like, Oh my God. Cause like every time it just like, we don't know what to do. It's like, okay, you're within a 35 yard radius. Right. Face the ball. Right. <laughs> like, right. And he almost gets to it or gets to it every time. So it's like, yeah. 
that's why I think he should be starting. Like mm. this is a game, I think, and this actually leads to, I have a few questions for you. This leads yeah. to my first question. Um, I think Cal should have started and Shea should have came off the bench just mm. for like leg and minute, especially because we have a game in a couple days. And then yeah. after that, we have a game in like three days, which is like ridiculous. Um, my first question for you is, do you think Almeida got it right tonight? Uh, I think definitely not. I think this is the problem that we're going to have the rest of the season. What pieces do you start? And that's, that's a problem. The quakes haven't had in a long time, right? This is something <laughs> yeah, that we yeah, should yeah. be happy about, but when we yeah. can't beat Vancouver at home, it see it like largest loom, right? Or like you feel like you need to, to play the right pieces, at least to get a one zero win. Like if we had a one zero yeah. win, we'd be yeah. so happy, right? We'd be like, Oh, we're in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, we're seventh yeah, yeah, yeah. place. So it's just, it needs the job needs to get done because it's not going to get easier from here. Um, what about you, Saz? Do you think he got the job done today? Oh, I was see. It, it's a cop out answer, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it like kind of a better way of saying it. I don't think he got it wrong. Mm. And what I mean by that is, I don't think the three back was the move for today's game, mm. just because if you look how they were playing like defensively and how they were packing, I yeah. think the, the midfield they were really doing a good job of holding that width. Yeah, that, I think that would have kind of like caught us out especially on the counterattacks it would have been three on three or four on three every time mm. so i i think the four in the back was a smart choice today and i think it showed that i think it exposed three things i think that our center backs the our three center backs and beeson who's our left back hybrid yeah i think they operate best in the three back i don't mm. think they do particularly well in a four back yeah. i think abi costas is best suited in a four back mm. i don't think he does as well in a five back i agree and then i think it, yeah i think uh, it really highlights a problem that we need to fix, which is how does our offense work if we are in a four-back? Because every game this season that we've had a four-back, we've had zero like creativity in our offense. Yeah, that's that's a that's a big problem. Um, I, just because the Vancouver Whitecaps, I hate to say it, when they're missing their best DP, Cavallini, they're in a different <laughs> yeah. league than yeah. LAFC or Seattle Sounders or the Portland Timbers. And some would say that we're in that Vancouver Whitecaps league, but with, with yeah. when Almeida changed to this five-back system, it was to play the Seattle Sounders. It was to play the Portland Timbers and the LAFCs because they just have this attacking firepower. And today, mm-hmm. I think we... We brought a bulletproof vest to a gunfight today. All right. That's yeah, what happened. That's a great way to put it. And that's a great way we just it. didn't need all that back there. And and that was evident when he took Tanner Beeson out for Kate Cowell in the 50th minute. So mm-hmm. I think he realized, oh, snap. I think they, we overcompensated their attack. And, and that's why we got a clean sheet today, but we got also no goals today. So this is, I believe, uh, JT Marcinkowski's only second clean sheet of the year, if I'm, if I'm mm-hmm. correct. And probably, yeah, it's, it's a happy day. I mean, we get a point, yeah. but if it was a point against, you know, uh, I would say LAFC, but we already beat them. But if it was a point against, let's Galaxy, say like sporting galaxy, yeah. I would have been ecstatic, but it was exactly. Vancouver, right? So teams that we should be beating, um, where's Marcos Lopez as, what do you think of that? Oh, see, it's it. I was saying to myself in a four back system, mm. he needs to be starting at the left back mm. position. And even though I thought Alanise was our best of the three center backs today, mm. I think it should be Beeson and Nathan mm. starting in a four back system just because Alanise gets exposed for pace, even though I thought he, again, had the best game of the three. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean that's that's only Almeida. Only Almeida's got to know, right? Yeah. Like uh, I don't know if it's he's preserving legs or if it's right. his calf injury plus playing probably fifteen times more minutes than he thought he would in the yeah. Gold Cup. <laughs> like right. Or uh, Marcos Lopez, yeah, in the Copa America, right? Yeah, so, Copa America. Yeah. 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 Um, I think Almeida is very superstitious when it comes to lineups. He keeps the same lineup mm-hmm. until he loses. And since we're on this eight now eight unbeaten streak, I think he sees it as a positive and he's going to keep the same lineup. Um, yeah. But like I said earlier, we just were too protected. I feel like we could it, hindsight's 2020, 20, right? If yeah. I would have changed this lineup a little bit, I would have started Cade Cowell over Chofis Lopez personally. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would have moved Remedian, put Yule to up, and took out trophies and maybe or maybe took out Shea and put trophies there on the left and then have them switch with Espinoza. But I just I can't see how Shea Salinas is still in the starting lineup today. Mm-hmm. I know he's the captain over Jackson Yule, which is actually a little shocking to me. I thought Jackson was the in and out captain of this team, but I guess Shea Salinas is that guy now. Could mean that Jackson Yule might be in the doghouse. What do you think of that? Um Oh, I actually, I agree. I agreed with you initially, and then mm. I had a thought about it, and I, I'm about to have a, a, a hot take. Like yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This, uh, this might get me banned from the stadium. Hot take. <laughs> um, I think Yule should have been the one dropped. If I'm gonna yeah. be completely honest, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna be com- like these lat. Like, I get you're kind of coming back and you're kind of in the room, but like, I was just like, even the earlier games in the season, like, and I've been watching him recently. Like, what is he offering us? Yeah. Like what? What is he offering? He's like, Chofis is like lazy. Like he's been working harder these last two games. I don't remember. Yeah. He, he's lazy and like if he's not on the ball, it's rough. But when he's on the ball, it's great. But Yule, it's just like let me run to the ball. Let me play back to the center back, side to side. Like it's not helping us. Like Jutson has a role. It is. Yeah. Let me get in everyone's face and do this and that. Remedy is a little bit of that, but I feel like an offense he's looking to push forward. Like I don't, mm. we don't get that enough from Yule when he's not on the U twenty three national team. And we're seeing. Um, this, I agree. Yeah. yeah. We're seeing I this. I agree. Cal should start. Got it. Got it. Um, I'll, I'll go back to you one second. We're seeing this regression from the league's nation cup till now. And it's, he's not like snapping out of this. There was one moment where mm-hmm. I think Andy Rios got the ball back in, in their half. Cause he, Andy was playing the 10 passes it to Yule. And then Yule just straight goes to Alan East. Doesn't even like think about going forward. And there was a possibility of a counterattack. He just goes straight to Alan East and then it would work if our center backs were faster at passing and moving the ball, but they are so slow or this game, they were really slow at moving that ball around the back line that it was just like a wasted pass back. I mean, it's just, it just slows down our offense. I like some Remedi. I, I agree with you. Cause I like Remedi in that role because maybe Remedi topples over, gets a foul. And then all of a sudden we got a free kick to go forward. So it's yeah. just, Personally, I think you're right. Remedi brings more to the table for us because what if he gets one of those free kicks that he topples over in their half? Exactly. Then all of a sudden, yeah. we got a set piece to maybe Nathan gets on the end of a cross, right? So Jackson Yule's yeah. not even giving us that. So mm-hmm. I agree with you. I feel like Jackson Yule should have been outside the lineup. I think Shea Salinas is up there with them. Uh, with him, uh, I feel like just was completely ineffective this game personally but defensively sound so this is what kind of the the trade-offs um Saz, go ahead and finish off your comment you, you feel like Cade should have started yeah well i i that, that gave me a couple thoughts i like i actually like shade this game more than i did the previous two mm. um and I, I feel like he gives us a couple options uh offensively but yeah i think he should have been the sub this game uh especially for his legs and it's gonna be a really tough next three games mm. um as far as the play that you just described with rios and uh yule 
that is what has been plighting American soccer for so long. I like, they just think as a defensive midfielder, that is your job. And that's why mm. I make the argument that McKenney might ar- arguably be our best player just because mm. like the way he plays, but that's, that's not quakes, but uh, like uh, it is. Yeah. It is very frustrating when a defensive midfielder just kind of runs into space, plays a one, two, and then he like starts checking his shoulders. Like, what, what are you, what are you doing now? Mm. Like, you Like, and I liked, I think switching play is very important. But when you're, that's all you're doing, especially in your own back line versus like they're attacking third. Like yeah. that's when I think you should be switching a lot of play and they're attacking third. But then when it's just like for just passing for passing sake, it's like, what, what are you offering us? It is, right. and it, it's, it's going to be hard to drop him. But <laughs> also with all that being said, Trophy's just got, is going to be banned for the next game because of the yellow card. Right. So right. if, yeah, if Ramady is healthy um, and he's good to go, I think you start Yule at the 10. Mm. And then Ramady and Judson at the two sixes or the eights. And yeah. I think those two are the, should be the starting eights slash sixes the rest of the year. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. I think, I think Jackson needs to show us something before we put him back in Ramedi's spot. Cause Ramedi was tracking back the most, he had the most distance covered when he was playing full minutes for us. He had the most fouls, you know, received. So that, I mean, yes, that kind of breaks up the game and the flow, but with, since we have Nathan now, that creates a lot more opportunities to get a goal because mm-hmm. that, that guy is great at heading the ball or getting some sort of body part on the ball to get it in, evident last game. Um, but, yeah, I just think that going forward, I agree with you, Saz. I think if you're drop, if you're not dropping Shea, you're going to have to drop Yule. I mean, unless you go yeah. to a four-back system, but I don't think Almeida wants to go to that type of system. And mm-hmm. I haven't been – you know, Lucho, I think, had a better game. Abacasi's had a better game today. But I'm yeah. not happy with his link up play in the final third. His crosses are not, yeah. not yeah. I like him defensive par. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and that kind of just takes out our whole right side of the offense. And I think that's why Espinosa switched over and then switched right back because I, I just think the link up play in the final third from that right back position is not what it needs to be. And that's why I'm like, hey, why can't we just move Shea somewhere in the right back? Yeah, exactly. And then, or maybe when Tommy Thompson comes back, we see Marcos Lopez in the left to say and then the right. Yeah, so yeah. Um, still, I I, I uh, went ahead and I and I said that he was going to be out today. I was completely mm-hmm. wrong, but MLS.com was wrong as well. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. Uh, but no, no big deal. So going to the game now, Saz, mm-hmm. what did you initially think of the first first 25 minutes i mean they're looking at my kind of my notes here the vancouver whitecaps they were getting us on counterattacks. we looked pretty pretty vulnerable on the counters and it just seems like they were getting some nice through balls through the middle that was kind of our weakness what'd you think so i would say the first maybe 20 seconds (laughs) i'm like i saw i saw shay make a run and i'm like oh we're aggressive and then the next like 20 plus minutes i'm like Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. I think it was, I think it's a mix of we're on a hot streak. We were at home mm. and we're playing the worst team in the conference and probably the easiest opponent. And I, I have this cause it's MLS. Anything can happen, but like right. statistically speaking. So I think this is the first game in a very long time. We haven't gone into it with a chip on our shoulders. Mm. This is the first time we've entered a match and we are like the favorites. Yeah. We were the favorites, like, Vegas favorites. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like I and I don't even know how long. Like there, there's there's probably been one or two games where we're like, yeah, we we should, right, we, right, we could, 
but Houston. this one's like yeah 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 yeah. this one was like all right yeah, yeah. we'll see you next week when there's another challenge like mm. so i think we kind of came out lackadaisical and they, they pressed hard and i mean good to good for them they played hard and we just we didn't wake up from it yeah that, that was definitely a tough game to watch i felt like the quakes needed someone to kind of get the ball over the top just like a Cade cowell because they were doing a high press and Cade Cowell versus a high press means goals or at least opportunities. And maybe they saw that before the game, like, Oh snap, Cade Cowell's not starting. Okay. We can deploy a high press and who's going to beat us. But Chofis Lopez, no way. Like, (laughs) like Chase Lina's three runs. And he got caught up to every time. And I'm like, let's go, let's go. Like I'm rooting for him. And then he got caught up. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) but in all honesty, Cade Cowell needs to be on the field. So they can't do this high press. And unfortunately, if he hasn't, you know, hasn't been playing his best ball, or if he has a first touch of kind of Jesse Yardes, you know, five years ago, Yeah. Uh, it's we still need him out there because they're scared of him. They know of him, and that's where I think Almeida got the most wrong. Um, it, it changes the game. It just it changes the game, and it changes the dynamic, and it changes yeah. how they can press. And it just again, even if he's not like playing well, like it's creating chances, and that's yeah. like been one kind of knock on his game for me is when he's not having those like crazy moments. He mm. starts to get frustrated and he tries doing too much and he tries playing hero ball and yeah. then he starts to hurt us. I think he needs to recognize that his pace and his runs behind are opening space for us and it's helping out his teammates. So to be like, to be the role player, yeah. like times two when his touch isn't working, that's his, that's his next step in accepting that. Mm. And, and he picked up another yellow card this game. So definitely yeah. he yeah. does get frustrated out there and he's, it's a, he's yeah. a young guy. So it makes sense. I mean, he, he is going to learn that. Um, and being an all-star, I bet you have all this pressure on you. I mean, the commissioner picked you. It wasn't like the fans picked you. The commissioner picked you. So yeah, exactly, definitely yeah. it's it, there's some added pressure. And, and I bet he's not feeling well that he's not starting. So definitely a lot on the shoulders. Um, the set pieces look kind of creative today. Uh, I thought we could have gotten some goal opportunities on these set pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think maybe the the shooter or the guy who was kicking the ball into the net or the, the guy who's shooting the ball, right? Mm-hmm. Um Shooter McGavin, no, yeah, yeah, was always hitting a player. He was always hitting a player, and it was like, oh man, like come on, you know, get a deflection or something. But I think it happened to Chofis, it happened to Shea, and it happened to Espinoza. So mm-hmm. just, but I think the corner kicks are better. What do you think, man? I, I swear you're reading my mind because that was the next point I wanted to talk <laughs> about. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jacob and I used to have a running joke that uh, also this is the first episode I'm watching. Uh, Jacob's my co-host. On, yeah. Uh, over on aftershock he can't make it today or tonight but uh i used to have a joke that i would say like to all my friends I'm like guys i rather just kick it out for a goal kick than get counterattacked on <laughs> off our sub pieces but they've been looking better this year and this game in particular i wasn't happy with them because we went back to the whole like let's try and do something creative and then deliver mm. it in and I feel like when you look at our last two signings who are incredible at heading the ball yeah it's like just deliver a ball in like probably our best chance of the game was when Nathan won that header and then Cal just barely couldn't get to the back post. Yeah. And that was off like a straight up delivery. Mm. Like, I don't know when we have, when we have Wando, Nathan, uh, Jeremy, uh, I mean, at, least Alanis. Decent at, a point, yeah. at some point, like those are all people that are great at heading the ball. Why are we not just like sending it in with numbers right. and hoping yeah. to get to it? Like yeah, that, that's, that's what was frustrating to me. And, God, these last like 
three games, Yule has been killing me on set pieces, dude. Mm. I, I don't remember the last time it didn't go out for a goal kick or like throw in or something. Like it is, it's been like, and it's, it's so direct. It's like, just like a laser, but not in like Espinosa's way where it's like a shot laser. Like his is just like a little bit of a loft, but then just straight, like no uh. arc so that someone can get into it and head it and not low enough so someone can get like a little deflection. It's just in that like no man's land where it's like mm. nothing you can do with it. So let me ask you this as if you take out Jackson Yule, who's doing those long free kicks for you? Um, I mean, I feel like Alanise could, but I mean, if you yeah, Alanis could, I think so. Yeah. But you wouldn't want to take that away from the, you know, exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, at the end of the game scenario, like that, I want JT taking it realistically. Mm. Um, like if we're going for the goal, but um, I mean, Espinosa has been delivering good balls. Like I thought Chofi said the beginning of the year was the last couple of games. He'd been mm. really like every, like all his have been like 10, 20 or short. Um, not Abicasas. <laughs> you know, you know your, your, uh, your favorite player. You're not, you're not even saying him. Your favorite Fierro. player. Fierro <laughs> can, can deliver it. Uh, you know what? It's so funny because you're so right. Because I remember, and these are the dark, these are the dark days for me where, <laughs> where it was like, we, it didn't matter how, it was like the most scuffed, like stat line I've ever seen in my life. It was like the final, like nine games of the, like one or two seasons ago. I don't know how, but Rios and Fierro just found a way to be on the statue. Like they both could be having the worst game of their lives, but they just found a way to get right. on the like statue, whether it was an assist or a goal. Like, and it was like, at that point I was like, okay, I guess you can't take them out of the lineup because they are right. scoring. Like, right, so, right, like, right. Yeah. And I, I think Fierro and Rios do better in these like substitution roles. Like I agree. I think Rios does better when he's like 20, 30 minutes left. Right. It's slowed down and he can do some hold up play. And I think Fierro is better when there's about 15, 20 minutes left where yeah. everyone's gassed. So they're running at his like regular pace. Well, he, in the second half, when he came in, he sauced up one of the defenders. Mm -hmm. he, he went mm -hmm. left, right, left, right. And then delivered a ball that was behind everybody. I was like, oh, yeah. oh God, you know, like the easiest oh. part. Like just like you saw some uh, up too many times that you yeah, like yeah. messed up your own pass. It, exactly. It was and I thought he was doing good at hold up play, but there have like throughout history, like history is probably my favorite subject I learned in school. Mm. Like the earthquakes like media did like a PT Barnum level like scam on us when Fierro got signed. Because I remember he couldn't play for the first like couple games because like some green card issue or something oh but i don't remember all, that yeah all they kept saying about this dude was oh he's so fast oh he's so fast like he's lightning fast like because we signed him around the same time we signed rios like rios yeah. is really creative but this fiero guy you got to wait to see him he is lightning fast huh I, I, I swear jacob and i talk about it every week the man looks like he's running in slow motion <laughs> yeah like, i don't get it it's crazy how even FIFA thought he was faster than what he was. So either he came to San Jose and just like turned off the burners. Or I don't know. Like yeah. casual living, you know, makes it a little less, you know, you don't need to run from bar to bar in mm -hmm. Guadalajara anymore. So you don't have to yeah. use the speed, but yeah, I, I will say he's had some injuries and he's coming back mm. from that. There, and they're like every once in a blue moon, I'll get like a snippet of it. And I'm like, mm. Oh, he is fast. And then like, like nine times out of 10, like he did that sick move on like the, the Berbetta or Berbatov spin. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. like he got past everyone and then everyone got past him. And then 
Oh, I don't remember who did it. It might have been Yule sent like a long ball and like everyone thought he was offside and he got the ball and he's like dribbling one-on-one to the keeper and like four guys catch up to him and he has to play the ball negative. I remember screaming, come on, Fiero, come on, Fiero. Like I was like, I was even laughing because I'm like, oh, even I'm rooting for him. And right. Just everyone caught up for him. Yeah, it's just uh, these guys are all missing that one final touch, right? So it's just mm-hmm. unfortunate. And we saw it today again. Like, there was three guys in the box. He sauced up that guy. Everybody in the stadium was like, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. And then one more time, ooh, and then misses the pass. It's like, oh, no, love it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I this is a game where we're talking about a 0-0. I guess we got to look at the positives. Uh, Saz, do you have anything else that you really want to say to kind of wrap this game up? Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been repeating it the last like five weeks, like six, seven, I, I guess eight, because we're on the eight game on being straight. Yeah. You take this game in a in a vacuum and you put it in a vacuum chamber. And I'm pretty sure I said this last time I was on your podcast. It's like yeah. it's uh it's a great result or not a great result, but you can look at the game and be like it happens during the season, right? Like you can't be perfect all season. You're gonna drop the ball. Like we still got a point. Yeah. But we dropped so many points early in the season. This right. like there's games where you gotta like steal points, and I feel like we kind of did versus LAFC, but like this is a game you got to get the three points. And like, if we're looking at the season and we're like two to five points short of the playoffs, we're, this is going to be one of the main games we're looking back at me and like, darn, we, we wasted right. it. And we last really year, eight teams made the playoffs this year, seven teams make the playoffs. So yep. we yep. made it as the eighth seed last year. So this is, this is a game where we do need to win. This is a game yeah, that's Se- <laughs> Yeah. This is a game where Seattle wins. This is, this is the games where the number one and number two's, four zeros, three ones, they demolish the games. And if we want to be taken seriously, we need to be winning these games. And hopefully Almeida gets it right next week. But see, this is so weird about Almeida is that, okay, yeah, we tie Vancouver at home and then we have Minnesota and we, let's say we win Minnesota three to one. And it's like, what, like what happened in Vancouver? Right. So I, I think the best analogy that we thought of today or, what I said was we brought a bulletproof vest to a knife Mm -hmm. fight. We brought too many defenders to a team that was missing their best attacking player due to injury. So um, I just, I didn't think that this was the best move on Almeida's end. And that's pretty much it for me for this game. I mean, I I liked his subs, like thinking like what he had and like, he was trying to go for the win Mm. and I appreciate it. And he did it early. Yeah. Um, This actually kind of leads into a question I have for you. Like, yeah. What, what do you think is like, how do we fix the offense when we're in a four back? Like, what is the change we make? Cause like, it just hasn't worked for us all year. Yeah. Um, if we're in a four back, I want to see Jeremy Abobasi out there. Maybe a Wando. I mean, as a second striker or Andy you Rios the formation. Cause it's usually a four, two, three, one, a four. Yeah. You know, I would change it. I would do a, just a, yeah, four, four. So one second, let me think about this. This is all on the spot. Uh, four, four, two. Yeah. Four, four, two. Just do kind of like a a standard four, four, two, um, give the guys the freedom to kind of roam around and have Mm -hmm. Jeremy Bobasi and Wando up top. Um, and then Chofis Lopez, take him out of the lineup. Yeah. yeah. Cade Cal on the left, Espinosa on the right, Remedi Judson in the middle. That's, Mm -hmm. that's, I think what I want to see Marcos Lopez on the left, uh, Nathan. And like you said, Tanner Beeson, I think we're going to need pace if it's only Mm -hmm. four back. And then on the right, if Tommy Thompson's ready to go, that's his yep. spot. Um, if he's not, Lucho Abacasis, I'm okay with that. I, I like Abacasis in the four back. I'd love to see Tommy in the three back because that gives him like he doesn't have to worry about the defensive responsibility. Yeah, that that's much. true. We and haven't like, seen Tommy think, on yeah. this yet. And and he'll I think this suits him. Like he's mm. he's athletic 
and he's really crafty in that final third. Yeah. So I think this will suit him. Um, I am not. I really dislike the four-three-three formation. I think it's a really like. Oh, I think because Barcelona plays, especially in the U.S., mm. like people like idolize it. Right. Um, it. I I could see this working for us if you put, especially if you have Cal and Espinosa on the wings, because you could just say stay high, and then right. we don't really play through the middle anyways, and we like to get our fullbacks up, so it could work for us. But a formation I like to see us play is like if we're not playing the three back, I still think the three back's the best formation. But if we are playing the four, uh, a four triple two with like two defensive mids, a left right mid, and then two strikers, and oh. I would have I'd have Cal and uh, Jeremy up top, and then like Shea and Espinosa as the two wide guys. And then like Ramadi and Jusin is the two holding. Mm. And then it's just kind of like, that's like a chaos lineup we could kind of go into. Right. Um, I don't know how much it would flow, but I think that's just an idea. Like try out things. Yeah. But um, And that's what, that's what we kind of need. I, I like, I don't know. This is weird about me, but I like Cade more central. I, I, I think mm-hmm. he's a winger, but for me, I think he brings his best abilities when he's dragging the two center backs mm. wherever he's going because he needs that type of help on him. So it opens up lanes for other guys like Abobasi or even Chofis Lopez to kind of sneak in in the middle and just get a shot off on goal. I, I think I think he's better central if there's two strikers. Mm. Um, somebody can kind of play like a one-two off of, like someone Definitely. checks and then he runs. Um, you, you brought up a good point, though, earlier when you were saying, like, Seattle, like, towards the end of the games, like, those are the games Seattle finished. Those are yeah. the ones, like, sporting finish. And that again i keep you saying it, that's what's frustrating yeah. about this it's like if we were just like a bad team like that's one thing but like we show promise and mm. i think it was oh i had a stat on one of our early episodes mm. it was like our first like six goal or our first 10 goals five of them came five or six of them came in the final like 15 minutes of the game yeah that was and, that was the early season kind yeah of yeah stat. early part of the season and and then I was like, oh, slow start to come in. Then we started coming out hot. And it, then it's like, oh, we're not making like changes. And we started making changes. So it's like Almeida is like, and this is why I'm not mad at him anymore. Because I was mad at him when before we went on this little streak. So mm. I'm not mad at him because you see he's finally making changes. Sometimes it just takes him a while to like finally yeah. kick it in. It's can we put all the pieces of the puzzle together consistently and for multiple games? And obviously it's not going to happen every game, right? But like showing that heart we did at the end of the game where it's like 80th minute, we're just going to score. We're right. just going to score these last couple games where it's like, we're coming out hot. We're not going to, we're not going to settle. And then like, kind of like when we've been on this run as well, we're making changes. We're in the lineup. We're willing to try things. We're not just going to say do or die with our system. Mm. So if we could just do all of that together and like, and we get in the playoffs, I think it could be great, but because it takes us so long to, get a kickstart in the right. season these last three years. It's always if we get in the playoffs, not when we're in the playoffs. Right. And like, right. Like Seattle, usually the, the narrative is, oh, let's see if they get hot at the correct time. When the playoffs start, they, they you know, go to the MLS Cup because they're hot. But for us, it's, yeah, let's see if we get hot to make the playoffs, like you said. So <laughs> definitely different narratives there and well-deserved by Seattle. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're lights out every time, even – Jordan Morris is already practicing. So they add another piece to that team, right? So insane. Looking into the Minnesota game coming up quickly. um, I'm so glad that you stayed up late so we can do this quickly so I can already get this out. But the Minnesota or Minnesota United has come off of a 2-0 win versus Houston and a 2-2 draw at Vancouver. So 
a little bit of an unbeaten streak, actually. These guys are, I think, five unbeaten. They play LA Galaxy tomorrow. So very winded team if they go really hard with this LA Galaxy team. We might see a completely different lineup than we did if we're going to watch the game tomorrow. Um, So maybe that plays in our favor. We played a game a day earlier, so maybe maybe that helps. What do you think about this Minnesota Minnesota game coming up, Saz? I I think you bring up the only if kind of for me personally Mm -hmm. is like, they do have like game, 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 and then LA Galaxy is good. The the two reasons I want to say like I don't care necessarily is because uh they're one of the top table teams this year. They're on a hot streak. They're doing well. And then back to good old like there's the, the two old it's MLS. Anything can happen. And also right. they've kind of had our number mm. like Vancouver Vancouver as well, right? Like we haven't necessarily had historically done too hot against like Vancouver. And when we right. do beat them, it's like it's a scrappy four five win, right? Yeah. So it's like those like those cold northern teams, just like they, especially Minnesota, have just like had our number. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure didn't they eliminate us in uh, MLS's backup? Yep, and then yeah, and yeah. then yeah, Vancouver eliminated us in the last playoffs or not, before SKC, but in the yeah, last yeah, playoffs. I, yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember the last time we like beat them like thoroughly throughout the series. Mm. Like like LAFC, I feel like we have their. I don't want to say we have their number now, but. We have their number. Actually, you know, you know, yeah, we have Quakes podcast. We have their number. They right, trash. Right. I, I hate LAFC, dude. I don't even. <laughs> I could have. I could do a five-hour podcast on why they are so overrated. Anyways, um, yeah, yeah we got LAFC's definitely. number because yeah, they're garbage. <laughs> uh, um, uh, anyways, yeah, uh, it's gonna be a tough, tough game. I would be fine with a draw in that game. We kind of okay. need a win because we kind of got a draw in this game. But I would be fine with a draw in that game. Yeah, if, if we come out of these two games, this little home stretch with four points i'm happy i'm happy with that so if we get Especially a re- we're playing sorry to interrupt but we're playing la galaxy three days after we play them right so, so, so yeah. in la yeah <laughs> if we yeah if we you know what i'm gonna say we win against minnesota because almeida surprises me like that i think we win mm-hmm. two to zero um and we are happy again that's gonna be nine unbeaten going into la galaxy and let's see if we can do this kind of 10 unbeaten run but it's not that awesome because Vancouver's on a six little unbeaten run. So it's like, yeah. what? Like, is everybody on an unbeaten run in MLS? So um I, I've kind of I've kind of hinted at it, but I think I think this is the one, and I, I feel very confident saying this one. I think this is the season churner. This game hmm. is what I, I I think this game could decide the season. Because if you kind of look at our schedule, I think if we get a loss or we don't we get a very unconvincing tie, hmm. we're like, we kind of look at it like dude, we just went on it. We're on a nine game unbeaten streak. I'm exhausted. Right. <laughs> we right. have a game in three days. I'm not going to be ready for that. And we're still like two or three games out of maybe being in playoffs. Mm. So we're two games ahead of a lot of teams right now. Um, but if we win the game and it's a convincing win and it's over someone we haven't won in a while, I think the spirits kind of get lifted again. And we look at yeah. this last game, like fluke, we weren't awake. We're awake. FLA three gate three days to prepare let's get ready for it right we we don't lose to la it's gonna be a battle and then maybe if we if we could pull out a tie or like a even like a convincing 2-1 loss i think we still have some momentum because we'll get a little bit more of a rest and september is gonna be a heavy schedule again but we're coming out of like the really hard part so i i think this could be a really big moral changer for the Mm. team yeah and it's exciting because well, we do need we do need to get some wins because we're two games up on everybody. Everybody has like 17 games, 18 or games, 19, yeah. and we have 19 games. So all these teams can move up and down the, the, 
the standings. So definitely, definitely games that we need to win, like Saz was saying. Um, any players to watch next game? Ooh. I'm personally going to watch uh, Jeremy yeah. because I, I want to see if the chemistry is building every week. Mm. Um, I mean, you got to see if Espinosa has to show up. Yeah. Like it, he, he makes or breaks the game for us. It's, it is. It, yeah, I can't remember does. the last time we have won a game and it wasn't like Espinosa didn't have a good game. Yeah. Kate Cowell usually shows up if we win. Exactly. And Espinosa. So, Either or, right? My my player to watch yeah. is Cade Cal. I want to see him start. He needs to start. So, um, you agree? Yeah, he's the he's our all star, right? I mean, even if he's seventeen years old, at the end of the day, if we can develop this guy, that's 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 important too. So we need he needs to start. I I hate to you know say Yule's the man out or Shea Salinas the yeah. man out, but he needs to start, right? So is um is Benji gonna be back for the next game? No, so Benji's been out for a long time, and I don't think we're yeah. gonna see Benji for a little bit for a while that, so that sucks because i really think like obviously jeremy i think like helps but that the, that 45 minutes where it was mm. cal espinoza and benji was incredible mm. like this the passing the movie i think that those three worked so well together and i think jeremy uh cal and espinoza could work well together as yeah, well i think so too i think i think that's what everybody wanted to see this game so maybe since we didn't get the result that we wanted We'll change the lineup a bit. I think Kid Cal will start. We'll see. I think I think Jeremy needs Cal. I think I think their yeah. style suits because otherwise it turns into I'm a lone striker up here. Because Espinosa's job mm. is really like let me get the fast break started or let me light up some people versus Cal, mm. which is like let me drag some people in. And Jeremy's really good at finding those spaces mm. and running either behind them or dragging like checking into space. Yeah. So I think that's why him and Cal work a little bit better. And then Espinosa is a good third man to that because it brings in. Like a well, we can't focus on these two on the left side because right. he's going to light us up. So that's where the balance comes in. I think back to like not to harp on old like exes, right? But like that's why like Vaca was my favorite player. But I think that's why Espinoza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's why Espinoza lit up MLS that season. It's because like you give Vaca the ball to his feet, he's breaking a couple ankles right, along right. the way. Yeah. So it, it's like oh, we got to watch Espinoza two or three on him. Oh, can't have two or three not on him, and then it's right. like, then it opens up things. Well, Vaca would always break too many, too many ankles to start, right? Maybe, maybe he yeah, yeah, broke yeah, too yeah. many ankles and didn't pass <laughs> yeah. it. So, oh, but I miss still, him so much. Yeah, <laughs> but it still gave some space to Espinosa to to get that long shot or that you know mm-hmm. that long shot outside of the box in, or to get at least maybe a rebound for Wando to get in or something. But and, well, and I think that's, I think that's something like, like uh, I coach. And I think that's a lot like what people don't understand about the game. And I think that's where Cal would have been started. It's not ultimate team. It's not yeah. PSG, right? <laughs> it's uh, you can't just put your best players out there. Hmm. Like, and while, while I think Cal is one of our best players, like sometimes you just need the pieces hmm. like Salinas, like I'll never forget it. Literally one of his first interviews was saying that when he entered the league, he couldn't kick the ball with his left foot, which I don't know how a professional player can say that, but like sometimes he doesn't have the best games, Mm. but it's like he opens up spaces and he creates challenges, which opens up a different pocket. And that's why I'm convinced. That's why I'm convinced Almeida see something in Fierro and Rios Mm. um, to start them. But yeah, like Cal in particular, it's like, he just runs down the line and creates so much outlet for us and so much like draws so much attention. It create opens up pockets for everyone else. Yeah. So I think that I think that's just something people need to watch. And just like in like 
being a basketball res- reference again, Steph Curry opens the floor for everybody. So if yep. you are playing with Steph Curry, you get like maybe two feet extra from every single defender mm-hmm. because he just has to be guarded all the way to the half court line. So that exactly, just makes exactly. the whole team shift a little more that's, out. And that's why it's scary when Clay is there because it's like right. because no. someone that's just as good at shooting. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And then, and then like comes, if you're doubling two yeah. people, there's two or three people open. <laughs> and then you bring in a guy like Andrew Wiggins where he's a great slasher, maybe underrated in a mm-hmm. different system. But this isn't a Doves podcast. What's going on here? Yeah, no, so I want to see those three guys up there, just how I want to see Steph Clay and Wiggins out there to see what they mm-hmm. can brew up. But um, that's it for, for us, Saz. Uh, we, yeah. It's a pretty long episode for a 0-0 draw. Um, but <laughs> yeah. uh, on the positives, clean sheet for JT, and we're still unbeaten in eight. Any last words? No, uh, just check out. Yeah, Fabian's got like much stuff. Telemundo. Fe- I'm just honored to be in the presence of no, a no, TV no. star out no, here. No, no, not even, not even. <laughs> Trust me. Superstar writer, no, famous no. on TV. Uh, just no. thanks for having me on again. Uh, it's always a blast. Uh, I'm sure we're gonna do more episodes together. I, I love coming on and watching you guys. Yeah, no, I trust me. I, I, I love it even more because now I don't have to watch your episode because I'm in it. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I've, I'm a huge fan of your guys' work. You get everybody, you can check them out at the aftershock uh, sj club dot club, right? Uh, yeah, it's like it's there's like different ones. It's like aftershock dot club if you want to go to our website that kind of is like the home base of everything. Mm. Uh, you can look up aftershock sj, I believe, on social media accounts and uh, YouTube. So yeah, that's, that's the best way to find us. And then for our YouTube channels, one thing that we do that's kind of creative is we have two episodes per week on each game. We have one called the full 90 and one called the mixtape. The full 90 episode is just like this, just a regular podcast. We're talking, mm-hmm. it could be anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. Right. But sometimes we know you guys don't have that so much time. So mm-hmm. we'll also do something called the mixtape where I just take the best moments of the episode and I'll do like little funny edits in them. I'll add background music. It's just a five minute recap of the episode. And if you're interested, you can watch the whole episode on the background, but if you can't make it, you'll just do a mixtape. And whenever I'm on these episodes, I just do the mixtape for episode. And if you want to listen to the full one, you can go to tectonic takes. Perfect. And thank you so much for, for all the content that you make. I mean, I'm not a superstar. I'm still Favi. You know, I'm still the fan (laughs) that would go to Avaya and watch the Columbus crew, you know, what's going on. No, but uh, definitely. Thank you so much, Saz, for coming on. I want to thank all of our Patreon supporters and uh, our sponsors. Thank you, the Beautiful Game Network, Roughneck Scarves, and Icarus FC for everything you guys do for us. And uh, go Quakes.